0: Well, hello and welcome to Remember God Loves You. And I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys are having a blessed day, because I know I am, because today is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice in praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. You know, I wanna tell you how blessed I am. Truly. That when you give from your heart, God, it, Jesus does something to your heart. He opens up. When you give time and when you give some of your resources, you know, God does something awesome to you. you know, And there's another, um, another good thing to give because you're helping the poor. And you're helping the people that are in need. And you are spreading God's gospel to the unknowns of the world. And with this in mind, you know, we are, this is continuation of reaping the rewards. And this is the last day, and I thought it was perfect, uh, from Charles F. Stanley, uh, we can uh, study for the day and, and end with a great passage. And we're going to end on 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And it's very short, it's about 16 verses all together. But there's a lot to it. There's a lot to this that a lot of people tend to overlook. We're going to take a deeper dive. And I also hope that, well, before we take the deeper dive, I, I hope that you enjoyed yesterday's interview with Rob Diamond as a final part. And I, it, was a, it was a blessing to sit down with him. A blessing to sit down with a man a regular man that had the world on top of him. And just like everybody else, sin like was a stronghold and might be a stronghold in our lives, in your life, and he is no longer a stronghold in my life. Because the only person I focus on is Jesus and the plan that he has set for me. That's the only plan I have for him. That's the only plan that I'm focusing on. But I feel my heart goes out to people that are battling with addiction. Truly, because the addiction is a disease from Satan. Like everything else, when the term like um, Jesus made water into wine, that was not meant. That was uh, a one of the I think one of the first miracles. A lot of people that are dealing with addictions go through that, especially with alcoholics. They refer that and saying that alcoholism is good and that alcohol drinking is okay. But I want to tell you that any addiction, doesn't matter alcohol, doesn't matter if it's pornography or any any of that. All of it's harmful to you, whether you like it or not. And it was very devastating watching an interview with uh, Dr. Carson yesterday where now we have a young group of kids in this younger generation addicted to their phones so much they are controlled by them. The phone controls them and it's gone to a point where they're dependent on it. And it's actually worse than pornography, according to Dr. Carson, because there is a chemical called dopamine that is released. It's that gratification when, for instance, when you reach a climax, or when you reach a high, you're like in that good that dopamine is released and other uh, chemicals in your brain is released. That is in relations to a drug addict, in relations to a coke addict, or other relations. All of it is bad for your mind. But that is happening to our kids, our next generation. The matter of fact that we have first graders using iPads. You know, I remember back in the day when... uh, When... I would go outside and play outside. And I don't see that anymore. I don't see kids go outside anymore. You know, I don't see kids playing outside. Now, I'm not going off and not being weird or anything. Like, I remember going to the schoolyard. And I was at the schoolyard. And there were other kids at the schoolyard. And we would always have a, a grand old time. And we would always make friends. But now, we uh, Xboxes and Wii's and Wii U and Uh, I think uh, virtual reality sets have become their new friend, their new best friend, and that blue light has become their friend as well. All of it is bad. All of it is a very unhealthy balance in our life, and it's unhealthy balance in everyone's life, retrospeaking. And that's why we have to protect your kids as parents. Monitor your kids' data usage. Moderate, moderate, monitor them on their TikTok if they do have TikTok. And uh, as well as YouTube shorts, Facebook reels. Now, no offense, I don't think anyone should have social media until if you're 18 and above. That's just my forte. That's my, my 10 cents. Because if they at least 18 years old, they're somewhat developed, not 100% developed. But they start way too young, and that's just my take on it. And it's interesting because we look at our this all correlates into what we're going to be talking about: the rewards that we reap, the choices that we are given, and the and the rewards that we're going to be uh, that we go through. Because whether you like it or not, every single action you do there is a reward. There, there's a consequence. Well, there's a good consequence and there's a bad consequence. There is a good reward and a bad reward. People in the world think that the reward is gratification. And they think, well, I'm going to live it up so because I'm going to live like it's my last day. And I'm going to do whatever I want because I'm, I'm my own God. And I get to make the rules. And I get to make commands. And I get to live by my commands that I make. Well, the scripture says different. And I definitely can tell you, I used to be part of that world. You know, I don't want to jump to it, but uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we're going to read. But before that, we're going to start off with a word of prayer. Dear Holy Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here with open hearts. A hearts of wanting to know who you are, Lord. A heart of worship a heart that desires you, a heart that is lost. Lord, we are lost in this world. We need you now more than ever. We need you especially at this pinnacle point in our history, in our life. Everything is going backwards. Everything is going completely not the way we want it, Lord. But we know that you're a sovereign God. We know that you have a plan for us, and I pray that you can just watch over our hearts as we start off a great week. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1, it, st- it states, And I, brethren, when I came to you, we did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. How awesome is that? That is Jesus. Um, I think that is Jesus Himself. Is that Jesus was weak? Well, not weak in faith, but his body became so weak, and that his preaching was not persuasive. His, his parables and his preaching that he spoke among the people, they weren't they weren't meant to persuade anyone. They were meant to open people's hearts. They were meant to plant seeds. Jesus was planting seeds. Because it's up to you, if you want to plant seeds, you have to do it yourself. You have to go out into the world, whether use your devices that I I hate to use, smartphones and computers. If you have to go out and Uh, post something and say, hey, Jesus loves you or shoot them a message, then you are planting a seed. But then it's up to that individual to utilize. And a matter of fact, if you are 18 and above, I encourage you to make uh, a a happy TikTok or a a TikTok or a reel or whatever you wanted to call words of encouragement. Because there's so many TikToks out there that are raunchy, number one. Number two, that are degrading to women, to men, and to our youth and children. Number three, they meant to degrade the relationships. Because, you know what? Jesus never demonstrated how to degrade anyone. You know, Jesus never meant to say, uh, when he said, love, God, God loves you, God does love you. But Jesus never said, well, God loves you, but, god also loves like but it's okay for you to be in their sin it's okay for you to you know be uh, love your brother or love your wife or love your best friend that's the same sex or transition into being a transgender and And transform and think that you can have a kid when clearly you are a male and you think you can have a child, but you can't because you are biologically and scientifically a male. And last but not least, you are made in the image of God and God grafted you in his, the way that he intended. And he intended guys to not have bare kids. And so Jesus never went out and said, well, just keep living in sin. That was never his intention. Jesus, I believe that when Jesus spoke unto his disciples, and I believe when he speaks unto us, he says it to a, a T where you are left thinking really hard. Like for instance, I was left absolutely heart struck, Convicted. That's the word I was looking for. Conviction is so crucial. Because when we are convicted, that means we are just struck, start, struck to the core. Because we know that we messed up. We know that we are looking and longing for something that is missing in our life. There is something missing in your life at one point or another. But the awesome part is, is that like tonight, I was absolutely struck to the core. Not just because we're not not just because we're studying the book of Revelation, but because there's a certain development that even in our hearts as believers, we take that next step. And when we are convicted, we then go down on, come down on our knees, come down on our knees. I'm sorry about that. Or we kneel at the foot of our bed and we plead unto God. To do a cleansing unto our hearts our minds and our spirit so that we can get rid of our old decrepit ways of life and put on and follow the new journey that is obedient unto god that is loving and that is caring and how awesome is that and we are reading in verse six of spiritual wisdom in verse six we read however we speak wisdom among those who are mature yet not the wisdom of this age nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery the hidden the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages of our glory which none of the rulers of this age knew for had they known they would have not been crucified, the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Verse 10, But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God, For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Verse thirteen: These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual, but the nature of man, but the natural man, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishnesses to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things yet he himself is rightly judged by no one for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him but we have the mind of Christ. Amen and amen. so here is the big here's the big gist of it. And this is why I started off in the beginning of talking about reaping what you sow and reaping the rewards. For instance, if you spend more time on pornography, if you spend more time on alcoholism, if you spend more time on blue light, if you spend more time on technology, if you spend more time at work, if you spend more time chasing the things of this world, you are gonna receive the re- you are gonna receive a reward. Don't get me wrong. You're going to receive it. But it's not going to be the reward that you want it to be. It's not the reward that we all long for. It's not the reward that I want to get at all. Because the reward that people get when they chase the things of the world, when they think that they have to compete with their neighbor, when they think that they have to have that one last drink, when they think that they can resolve the alcoholism by themselves, when they think that they're God, and they can say, and I've had this happen. People say this to me. Well, I'm going to stop addiction when I want it. You know. Well, it's only one drink, or we all we all make mistakes. Well, yes, we all make mistakes, but you can't use that um, phrase so many times. It gets it gets rhetorical. And with this in mind. The reward that you receive if you chase worldly things, if you are content in the things that you are right now, if you're content in the addiction and you think you know you have a problem, but you think that you can do it by yourself, you think that you can resolve the addiction, you are mistaking the wrong because the reward that you're going to end up with is hell. And hell is a place full of people that think they can do things on their own. They think they... Are better than everybody else. They think they are uh, gods, their own gods. They think they are um, like wiser than anybody else. And they always have that last answer. Now, don't get me wrong. I used to be in that shoes. Because I thought I used to be my own god. Because how we are by our the way that we think that we are own God is when we think that the Bible doesn't correlate to us, or if we don't like something in the Bible, we can take it out and put it in for and justify it ourselves. That is a horrible and heinous thing to do. But the awesome part is, is that when we are by the gospel, when we acknowledge God that we need help, when we acknowledge God that we can't we can't defeat an addiction by ourselves, that we need God in our life. God opens up a door for you by bringing bringing certain people in. God brings a heart of humility over you, and he breaks that pride wall and that arrogance wall down so that we are obedient unto God, that we are fearful of God in a good way because we don't want to disappoint him, especially today's Mother's Day, And we don't want to disappoint our mother, so we kind of have that sense of good fear, because if you love your mom, you're not going to be disobey her. If you love your mom, you're not going to uh, break her rules because you love her and you don't want to see her disappointed. That and once you do that, and you cross that finish line and you follow the path that God has set for you, you're going to have everlasting life. You're going to be God is going to be proud of you. You're going to be able to run into Jesus' arms. Because no matter anything that is going on in your world, you know, if you're a follower of God and if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, God is working on your behalf regardless. You know, even if you're pursuing materialistic things, God is still working on your behalf. Even though his plans for you take time. Even you know there's sometimes I wish I'm like man I wish I came to Christ sooner because I would have not made those mistakes but maybe that was God's plan because my prayer for you is that you'll learn to, an- to anticipate his answer no matter how long it takes and to do so faithfully patiently and, jo- and joyfully that is an awesome Thing that Charles Stanley just did in his devotional, Waiting on God. It's an eight day study. I absolutely love that. Because no matter how long it takes, anticipate instead of part- participate, anticipate God's answer. And no matter how long it takes, because we've invested so much time, energy, and prayer and confidence into waiting for Him. It would be a shame for you to abandon your hope now. It would be a shame to walk away from God because you waited two weeks or you waited two hours or you waited a month or so. You know, you waited a month and you're like, okay, God, I can't do this. You know, you're not, my prayer wasn't answered, so I'm going to walk away from you you know, or God, my wife passed away because of cancer. I, you were supposed to heal my wife. I prayed for her. I had my church pray for you, my wife. I had the priest, so I had the pastor come and lay hands on her and anoint her from head to toe. We did everything that you planned where I'm walking away because you did not answer it. Well, God did answer your prayer because while you were praying for your wife to get healed, your wife was praying that she may be healed and she may not suffer anymore. Or vice versa, your wife or your husband or even your ch- uh, child. And the, God answered their prayers as well. By bringing them home. By bringing them into heaven. And so that they're no longer in pain. They're no longer suffering. They're no longer dealing going dealing with chemotherapy and the and the the ramifications of it they're no longer dealing with it and so that's a blessing within itself and the cool thing is is that be assured that God's activity or activity powerfully wisely and lovingly arranging the circumstances of your life be assured in that even though his activity may not be obvious to you, he's drawing you closer, refining your character, teaching you his ways and fulfilling his promise to you. And we're going to take a look at, um, we're going to take a quick look at um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2-9-10. Eye has not seen and ear has not heard all that God has promised for those who love him. In other words, you may not be able to imagine all, the, all that the Father's doing. And through the days, months, and years, you've been seeking him. But it's absolutely amazing. And if you wait on him with expectant endurance, like for instance, uh, in cross country, you want to continue to run the race. And if you want to run the race through the rain, you want, to run, you want to run the race through the fog and you anticipate the finish line. You anticipate uh, the chocolate milk getting the banana, great potassium. You anticipate that. And if you wait on for him and purposely seek him through his scripture and prayer, actively claiming his promises and courageously facing the adversaries with faith, you'll certainly see the fruit of your obedience. And yes, that is by prayer and by surrounding yourselves with awesome brothers and sisters in Christ, which will which will they encourage you to continue the path. Encourage you to uh, never give up. Encourage you to study the Bible and encourage you to keep the faith and not lose the faith. And with this in mind, we're going to end it with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you, Lord. We are so blessed to be called your children. Truly, Lord. We are so blessed that you can love us. Anyway, we have made mistakes, Lord. We have made countless mistakes. We've slipped up many times, Lord. But you love us. And you show your you show us your mercy and you show us your love. You show us our uh downfalls, Lord. And you give us the energy and the strength to persevere. And Lord, I just pray that you do answer all of our prayers and we don't get upset if our prayers don't get answered right away. And Lord, I just pray. That you give us the strength and the energy to continue the path that you have set before us. So that when we cross that finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms. And we can run into your arms. And you can hear and we can hear you say to us, Well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray, Amen and Amen. Well, I hope you guys have a blessed day and remember tomorrow is going to be an awesome day because it is Monday, the best day of the week because it is the day that we get to go out and make somebody's day positive. Every day should be like that, not just Thursday or Friday or Saturday, but all five all seven days, even when times look tough, even when if even if it's rainy or stormy day. It is still a beautiful day because we are worshiping God and God has given us life. Remember, God loves you and I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye.